$2 million. This is genuinely a common target for many when they think about how much you need for retirement. That is why today I'll be critiquing on this article by CNBC, which actually shares how much you need to save each month to get towards $2 million. I'll be critiquing it from a professional point of view because I work as a financial planner and not just that. I'll be showing you how much income you need, what kind of savings percentage you need each month to funnel towards the investment pot to build towards that. And last but not least, I'll be sharing with you what I agree and disagree with this article. So if you're keen to learn more on financial planning and retirement planning, Continue watching on. Hi guys, welcome back. Just to start things with, I'll be leaving my links below if you need help from a fee-based professional planning perspective. So look for my links below if you're keen to engage me on it. And without further ado, let's dive on to today's article because there are juicy information that we should debate on further. What's mentioned also that Gen Z respondents say they don't have a financial advisor but plan to work with one all are already working with one. So actually engaging a financial advisor is not uncommon. And I think there's certain value add or blind spots that someone who's working on it day in and day out like myself can certainly highlight. What are exactly Gen Z? That might be a question that you'll be having. That is the age group of 18 to 25, which is someone who's an undergrad or just started working. And myself, I'm a millennial. That's why I'm in the 26 to 41 category. But the Gen Zs aim to retire at the age of 59 on average. If you are a Gen Z, share with me in the comment section whether you agree with that or not. But for my category, which is the millennials, the targeted retirement age seems to be 61 on average. I would like to think that it's pretty accurate. Now on average, American workers think they need $1.7 million for retirement. That is why this $2 million target pot holds. And Charles Schwab's recent study also suggested that 1.4 to 1.8 million seems to be a common number. $2 million seems to have some buffer, but as always, I'll create one survey on my Telegram group since inflation numbers are so high, whether most are targeting 2 million instead or not. Now, as mentioned at the bottom, if we were to follow on, you realize that financial planners typically recommend saving 10 to 15% of gross annual income for retirement. I think that is way too little that doesn't get you to a sizable enough investment pot and we'll discover why in a quick while. Now let's look at some numbers. To reach 2 million by the age of 59, they will be calculating based on 15% of income saved up only and calculating with the assumption that the starting point is zero. Maybe in America, most parents don't give their children money or they have student loans. That's why they are starting with the assumption of zero dollars. But that's a point that I'll be critiquing on. In addition, these calculations don't account for uncontrollable factors such as market volatility, pay increment, unexpected life events, or periods of unemployment. I think this is worth a pause. Pay increment. You see that when you are in the 20s, you would not believe that earning more than $100,000 is easy. But when you are age of 40s, I'm pretty sure that perspective is different. So again, where your circle of friends are really reshape your expectation of where you can get pay increment from. Then the next part is unexpected life events. Yes, that's going to be true. Firstly, marriage, divorce. These are things that really impact financial statuses. House. In Singapore, most are homeowners. In America, they rent. But unexpected life events really impact. Sometimes that could also include mental conditions. People who need to leave work due to mental conditions or health conditions. Periods of unemployment. I've also friends who became unemployed that is the reality once you reach late 30s and 40s. It's not so easy to get back to workforce. That's why if you ask around, you'll see that some have went for retraining, whereby they've taken up postgraduate uh, studies, and also they've went for other skills training lessons. Now, without further ado, let's dive on to how much you need to save up each month to retire at the age of 59 with $2 million. If you start at the age of 25 today, 
with an average investment rate of 4%, you will need $2,300 per month. And to achieve that, you need an annual salary of $184,000 by say 15%. Age of 25, 184000 I think that's very, very, very rare. Maybe the odd real estate agent that's fresh graduate and just managed to whack a big deal, I think that's possible. But for most professions, you don't start off with 184,000 annual income. So I think that is not too worthy of further discussion. Let's move on to numbers that are more realistic. Age of 30, and let's dive on to 6% annual return. Now, I prefer to use 6%, or rather, in my own financial planning, I also use 5% as a conservative mark. I think that's very achievable if you're willing to put your monies with volatility in equity markets. Absolutely achievable. 5 6% doable. 4%, you may be too conservative. You may be using instruments like fixed deposits too much or endowment plans too much, or simply chucking too much into CPF and buy. You lose that flexibility and ability to make big returns after bear markets. But 8% might be too optimistic. So let's fall back on 6%. And if you're age of 30, you will need to save up $2,140 per month. That means your annual salary needs to be $171,216 if you save up 15%. And move on to the age of 35, where by the same assumption, 6% annual return, you need to save up $3,119 right now. The simple reason is because there's less time for compounding. The annual salary then needed if you were to save 10% only of your income is $374,347. And if you were to save 15% of your income, $249,577. At the age of 35, actually these numbers are more possible than someone at the age of 25 earning $184,000. That's something I can see on the ground. It is true. If you are now in management level in tech space, you realize 200,000 annual income is possible. If you're a dentist, if you're a lawyer, for example, these numbers are definitely experienced on the ground right now in Singapore in 2023. But not everybody has made it to these occupations. I understand that. You watching right now, you may be in a different occupation. And I want to give you some numbers that you can take actionable steps because you come from a different background. More importantly, the message is you can still get to your own financial freedom. If you're earning, for example, 125,000 instead of 249,000 at age of 35, that is still very decent already in Singapore, above median income already. Then you might need to save 30% of income. What I'm challenging is that 15%. It's way too little. If you want to get to financial freedom with $2 million, you realize 15%, forget about it. That's way too little. Aim something higher and I'll also justify why. And on the other hand, if you're earning 90 to 100,000, then maybe the targeted savings ratio is about 40%. Work backwards and you realize that the game of building up your retirement pot is just a function of saving the right amount of money. Everybody can get there. And again, $2 million is just an arbitrary number. Even if you fall short of it, it's not the end of the world. You can still have a very nice retirement. And do you realize something? The whole assumption has started with the premise of you have $0 of savings right now, correct? I would think that if someone is earning 90000 at least, and you have $0 in terms of savings, there's something wrong with the expenses all the while. There are bad habits, there are credit cards, there are problems in the financial habits that need immediate rectification. I would think that if you're watching, you are probably someone more savvy, you definitely already have savings. So let's put an arbitrary number that's very reasonable. Age of 35, and you have 100,000 net savings already. Outside of CPF, which is a pension, 100,000 net savings that you can activate. And if actually more, it's very likely that you have been budgeting well, you've been keeping track of your expenses tightly. This is a quick sharing for myself. I've actually shared before on the channel in previous tutorial that I spent about 6,000 in family expenses in total because I run a household with two young kids. 
And in the proper expense chart, you should always have your loans inside, your car loan, your house loan, your insurance costs, your food charges. If you don't have kids, you realize that your expenses are way lower than what I've displayed right here. You should also have your bills and your holiday budgets. But do you realize something's missing from here? And that is income tax. If you're earning more than 90,000 already, your income tax is starting to look sizable. If you have two, 3,000 annual income, your income tax is easily five digits really. So factor that in also to the equation. But the point is, if we were to tweak the equation, initial starting point of 100,000 and saving $3,119, which was a number we saw just now, you will get to $2.3 million. However, I'd like to share a scenario whereby you have an initial investment amount already. So instead of $3,119, we can reduce this hypothetically to $2,500, a nice round number. If the same equation, 24 years at 6% compounded investment rate return, you will get to $1.92 million, which is pretty close to $2 million. The green line at the bottom is your total contributed amounts, 2005 per month for 24 years, correct? And then the red line is the compounded investment portfolio, which will go to $1.92 million. Very decent, actionable steps, but I also like to critique a bit. There is a problem inherently in this way of projection. The first I'd like to say is investing for 24 years and contributing per month of $2,500 is actually not easy at all. Typically, financial advisors like to sell plans that are super long-term that require to pay 20, 30 years. But actually, think about it. You realize that the ability to contribute a sizable amount might be more finite than expected. The simple reason is because this. If you see, median income actually increases, correct, when you are in your 20s to 30s, but potentially peaks out during the age of 40 to 44. Again, this is median income. Some people are high flyers whereby their income keeps increasing all the way to 50s and 60s, but most actually see that their market value in terms of employment start to drop after the age of 45. In fact, the median income for someone in 50s is about the same as someone in early 30s. That reinforces the point again. When you take up insurance plans, make sure you don't have a commitment that's 20, 30 years. It's going to be very tedious towards the tail end of things and you probably will be sucking out from your savings pot just to funnel in. That is why I have this to feedback. Instead of projecting whatever you can save up aggressively to 59, project it to maybe 50 only. Reasonable, right? Because income could drop after that. Speaking of here, I'd like to bring up a very important point. I realize also that once we get to older age, it is true that our ability to earn income really drops. And I think health is always an understated reason. In early 20s and 30s, health doesn't seem to be too much of an issue. But for myself right now, after the vaccination, I'm having some health issues myself. So I do think that ability to work permanently at a high pace could really be an illusion. And the saying always goes, when the work is stressful, you, you tend to age a bit faster. So again, it reinforces, plan all your big investments until the age of 50 to be prudent. So let's change the length of investment to 15 years and let's see where we'll get to. The investment port will instead now grow until $937,000 only. That's again because the amount of time compounding and the amount of contributions are way less. But don't scoff at this. You can't get to $2 million without reaching the first $1 million, correct? get to the first $1 million first. Then, if you have a good earning capacity, then it's reasonable to keep projecting that growth forward. If not, the better way could be just to go barista fire, whereby you keep this investment pot and you work just to cover your own expenses in a less stressful job. This $937,000 can still compound with time until you fully retire. Then that's when you actually consume it up 
for your expenses in retirement. Speaking with you here, if you benefited already, help me smash the like button and drop your questions in the comment sections below regarding investments and retirement planning. I'd like to help pick them up for you. And since you stuck with me to here, I've actually a bonus point to value add for you. When we think about retirement building, it's actually not linear. I actually think this graph that you see over here, whereby it exponentially grows up, is actually not really realistic. Yes, compounding is the key message when you see this graph. But do you realize when you see many people's finances throughout their life, you realize that there are windfall gains that create lumpy jumps in terms of a person's net wealth. That could come in inheritance, that could come from retrenchment layoff, big severance paycheck, or quite simply someone has sold off a house for capital gain. The route to building your final retirement pot it's actually not a linear graph up even. It's actually quite possibly lumpy. There could be jumps along the way that reshape the whole configuration of things. But because each and every one's background is different, what they own is different, and what kind of events happen to them moving forward cannot be predicted. This is just a concept to keep at the back of the mind to understand that there could be big changes towards your retirement calculation. So hopefully you have benefited from this whole discussion. As always, I have two videos on my second channel, The Josh Tan Show, that I'd like to introduce you to. Head over to there, show some love, smash a like, smash a subscribe as always. This first one touches on a family's question whereby they have a combined income of $10,300 per month but can't actually save. What is wrong in that equation? The second story is actually a younger couple's story whereby they both have good income and the combined income is $245,000. However, there is unhappiness. If you are curious about either of these stories, head over there and follow on in that video. If there are some for me and see you there, take care as always. Goodbye.